Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of Number 4 Privet Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. You know, that quote was positively magical. Thank you. I just joined Pottermore. So <laughs> I, I had to I, – I know I just gave it away. Shucks. So today – Tech Stuff fans, we're all going to go on a little Google Drive. Oh, cool. Are we going to talk about those uh, robotic cars that don't need drivers except, you know, when they're sitting in the seat and they watch the car where you're on somebody else? Uh, no, that's that's not what my notes are on. I, oh. I, I was talking about Google Drive, uh, you know, the, the cloud storage Google Drive. It was, oh. it was announced on April 24th. Uh, well, this will be a fun podcast. We're going to see what our notes show. Um, no, really, we're going to talk about Google Drive today. And the day we're recording this podcast, just in case you guys are curious, uh, I know that you'll be listening to it quite a while afterwards because we record so early in advance. But it's April 27th, the day we're recording this. So it's just three days after Google finally officially announced and launched Google Drive. Right. It was sort of a uh, one of those closely guarded secrets like the, that everyone uh, knew about. <laughs> that knew, everyone knew about like the iPad for two years before it was released. Right. Yeah. People have been talking about Google having a, a cloud storage service for for a couple of years now. So yeah. this was it. And even Google made reference to that. But before we really get into what Google Drive is, we should probably talk about what cloud storage is in general and why it's important. Uh, cloud storage is pretty it's a pretty simple concept. The idea is that you can store data on servers in the cloud. So you're talking about using someone else's computers to store your information, and you can access the information over the, the Internet using some sort of interface, usually web-based. Mm-hmm. And they call it the cloud, of course, because the Internet is a nebulous group of machines, and it's just sort of out there always changing like a cloud. Right. So Yeah, So and, and the idea being that it's also kind of like a cloud in the sense that you can access it from any machine that has that internet capability. Right. It, it may require a special app depending upon the type of cloud storage because uh, not everything is web-based. There are a lot of different uh, desktop clients that you can have yeah. that will allow you to store information to a cloud drive. So it it lives on your computer's desktop as if it were a regular file folder, right? Mm-hmm. So think of your, your regular hard drive folders that you would go into to look at various files. Like you might store all your pictures in a, in a pictures folder and all your videos in a videos folder, that kind of thing. Um, a cloud storage drive might show up on your desktop as if it were a regular folder on your computer. But instead of living on your computer, the information gets sent over the Internet to a uh, a remote machine. And it's stored on that machine and there is an identifier that links that particular file to you as a user, a registered user of that service. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, when I say it lives on one machine, that's not entirely true. Uh, almost every cloud service, in fact, every reputable cloud service out there uses redundant measures so that the file is on several different machines in case one machine fails. I'm real sorry. I only had one machine and it went down. Yeah, that would not go over so well. Uh, uh, Jester's cloud service. Jester's cloud service, yep. 
I Chester's think, never really been up on that whole. I think I need to. Thing. I think I need to register that domain now. Chester's cloud service. <laughs> <laughs> we got here a cumulonimbus. <laughs> um, so the, uh, the yeah the idea is that uh, obviously that you would be able to uh, offload storage from your native device. Especially if you are one of those people who has lots of different devices and you want to be able to access the same information no matter which device you're using. Because in the olden days, back before cloud storage – A couple of years ago. Yeah, not that long ago. <laughs> you you only had a few different options. You could save something to a, a physical medium. Mm-hmm. So a disk, for example, compact disk or a floppy disk way back in the day or a thumb drive, something like that. And then you could port that over to another device, pull it up from the physical medium and then work on it that way, save it back to the physical medium and then go back. And, you know, it, it was a little cumbersome. It mm-hmm. also meant that you would often end up with lots of duplicate copies of a particular file. And if people made changes, then you had to figure out, all right, which one of these copies has the most recent, most relevant changes? And then I have to get rid of all the others or else I'm going to confuse them all. Yeah, you have to go through and you, you end up looking at creation dates and when things were modified. Wait, that was done at 9.17. This was 9.24. Okay, I can get rid of that one. And it takes forever. It's and, and it's pain. particularly difficult if you have more than one collaborator. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. if, if Chris and I were working on a document it would be frustrating for us to try and uh, – and we're both working on copies of a document. Mm-hmm. We're both making changes. It would be very frustrating to collate those changes and figure out you know, which ones are relevant and which ones are the most recent. Uh, and it may very well be that a change I make makes a later change that Chris makes irrelevant. Yeah. So the idea behind cloud storage is – it's not in, it's not always connected, but there's a lot of work around collaboration in cloud storage so that – if you have multiple people who need access to a particular file, you are able to share that file across several instances. Mm-hmm. And you might even be able to have multiple people work on that file at the same time. And those changes will be reflected more or less in real time for each person. So that way, if Chris were to make a change to a sentence within that file, I could actually see him making that more or less in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is particularly true with Google service because Google Drive has been very tightly integrated with Google Docs. In fact, it's kind of superseded Google Docs in a way. Yep. Uh, but other services also offer similar features. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to clear things up, my, my joke about a couple years ago, of course, the, the cloud is uh, much older than that. We've been using uh, variations on cloud services for many years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I I don't think I think it uh, really precedes labeling things as cloud, uh, which is really sort of a convenient marketing term for for services such as these. Yes, um, it gives you it when people mention the cloud, it 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 basically serves as a a hint to say, hey, the materials or software is being stored on servers on the internet, not on your computer. So it's, it's sort of a short marketing shorthand for these services. But yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about, uh, Google Docs many times. I mean, it predates the, the beginning of our podcast. So, yes. um, and there were many services using those kinds of, uh, those kinds of technologies before. But in recent, uh, in recent years, there have been several services that take advantage of cloud storage specifically, um, not simply, uh, to store the the software 
as a service, you know, or, or uh, the documents that you use, say, in Google Docs, um, but to upload and download your own files so that you don't have to use a physical medium. Uh, you don't have to worry about losing that uh, that flash drive you carry in your pocket or your bag. Yeah. Um, you don't have to walk a disk from one place to another or uh, uh, worry about it if you want to, say, work on a graduate school assignment on your lunch break at work. I don't know anyone who would have done that at How Stuff Works except maybe – me a or, couple of years ago. Or you just happen to have like a whole bunch of really powerful magnets nearby and you don't want to use magnetic storage on <laughs> Darn it, I had my flash drive in my pocket when I went for the MRI. I was thinking I was thinking of the Kidding. old, old floppy disk days. I actually did lose data on a floppy disk because uh, a floppy disk had a little bit of a close encounter with a magnet and that was enough to ruin it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean these these services were uh, being marketed specifically as a, hey, you can store stuff here. And, and, um, the services in question, many of them came from, from the, the little guys. Yeah. We're not talking about Apple or Google or Facebook or, or Amazon even, yeah, or, Amazon's a good or Microsoft. These were all independent vendors and they would offer, and they still do offer a, a free tier of service for a small amount of storage. And then you could, uh, upgrade for a certain price per month. You could get more storage, and for more than that, you get more storage. And they, uh, they basically would work that out. And businesses, if you really needed a whole lot of cloud storage, um, you know, you could do that. But gradually, the big players have been getting into the game, and that's yeah. why uh, everybody has been expecting Google to do it. Because I mean, hey, if anybody's got server storage and data centers, it's Google. Yeah, it turns out that storage is relatively inexpensive. It's so, gotten very, very inexpensive over the last few years. Right. So so for a business to enter into that and just purchase a lot of different servers specifically to save information from, from users, uh, it's not as big a barrier as some other forms of Internet-based businesses. Mm-hmm. However, it does mean that you have to create these systems in place for things like security. Yes. You need to have – you know, the, the cl- important things for cloud – uh, computing involve security, accessibility. So you want to make sure that whatever your system is, it's easy to access on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. So that means you want people to be able to access it via PC, Mac, smartphone, tablet. Lots of different devices can connect to the Internet now. So you want to be able to give your users the freedom to be able to access that information over as many of platforms as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the more convenient your service is, the more valuable it is to the customer. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, security and accessibility, and uh, just that that whole accessibility slash convenience, and just the whole idea of giving a certain tier for free, so that you you show people how valuable this service is. Now, and and. We should clear this up. Cloud storage is not necessarily uh, all about backing up your data, although people have used it for that kind of purpose. Oh, sure. It's really more about, uh, well, there are certain documents or certain files that you may want to have stored in the cloud because you want to have easy access across multiple devices. You may want to share that with other people. And it's a lot easier to do that when it's on a web-based drive than it would be on your own computer. So mm-hmm. let's say that I've shot a video and I've got this video living on my computer. Emailing that video out to all the different people I want to see it, uh, maybe I don't want to upload it to something like YouTube. Maybe I just want to send that directly to a few people. Well, for example, what if you were trying to uh, preview a video with the people you were working, collaborating with it on? Right, exactly. You, you're not ready to make it public yet, yeah, you, for yeah, example. Yeah, you might need to still do some edits. You may, you may just be looking at this uh, with your friends and say, 
this just doesn't feel snappy enough. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. So in that case, yeah, you wouldn't want to necessarily upload it to YouTube. I mean, you could upload it to YouTube and make it private right, and right. then send out the link. But but if you just would rather skip that step and, and just keep it in pre-production mode, um, then a, a cloud drive would be very useful. You could send out – you could share the link to that file within your cloud drive. Mm-hmm. And then other people could go to your cloud drive and view that one particular file without having access to anything else that's in your cloud drive. So all they would get is access to whatever file you you permitted them access to. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be able to set some permissions on files so that they are publicly available, which means that anyone who could visit your drive would be able to see that particular file. But in most cases, I think people just have special permissions for particular folks. Mm-hmm. And, then, and of course, you could always set it where only you have access to it. There's no need to, you know, you're not forced to collaborate. Right. So those are the, that's the basics around cloud drives. And, and one of the reasons why I think cloud drives are getting more important is that you're starting to see, right about the time we're recording this podcast in particular, you're starting to see some, some devices come out besides ones that, uh, come from a company, company that rhymes with schmapple that, uh, that don't have expandable memory as a feature. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, there's no slot for you to put a, a memory card into. Oh, well, we've already talked about ultrabooks. Yeah. Um, which don't have, in general, don't have optical drives. Right. You know, they, they save space, save energy, um, by not having that. And, you know, where you have a limited amount of storage on board. Right. So you could use a, something like a flash drive or a portable drive where you have a, a connection. Um, but you, you do need something to store files on. Otherwise, you know, yeah. you're really not going to be able to create stuff well. Although, um, granted, most Ultrabooks probably have significantly more storage on board than your typical, at least your free tier of cloud storage out there. Oh, yes, definitely. But, but, but things like smartphones, I mean, here's an sure. example. I'll give a real-world example because, again, this is April 27th. We're recording this, and this phone was just announced on T-Mobile. was the HTC One S. Mm-hmm. It's an Android-based phone running Ice Cream Sandwich. It has 16 gigabytes mm-hmm. onboard cream. memory. Yeah. All right, 16 gigs onboard memory, no flash drive, or no, no smart card drive at all. So you can't add more memory to it. That 16 gigs is all you get. However, HTC One S also comes with a trial period with Dropbox, which is another cloud-based storage system. And we'll yeah. talk more about Dropbox a little bit later in this podcast. So in this case, you're talking about a smartphone that is encouraging you to use cloud-based storage rather than some sort of physical media. So that way you have this, this, your information is backed up into the cloud. And theoretically, when you are ready to upgrade your phone or switch phones, or maybe you lose your phone, you have to get a new phone, you would still have access to that information because it exists on the cloud, not on a physical device in your hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's on a physical device. It's just that physical device belongs to some other company. Right. So that's one of the other reasons why cloud storage is so important is that we're starting to see uh, manufacturers kind of offload features onto the cloud mm-hmm. so that they don't include them in the phone itself. It helps a little bit with phone design because it means that you don't need to build in that feature. You can actually make your phones slimmer and sleeker. I mean, Apple's been doing this for ages, but uh, other companies are starting to do the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's enough about cloud storage in general, I think. Unless yes. – is there anything else that we need 
to talk about? There, there was one other thing I didn't want to uh, to pass over it too much is, um, and and this is something we've visited several times too is the aspect of privacy. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when we were talking about this, as, um, you know, when it was starting to become a, a public topic, you know, mm-hmm. hey, what is cloud storage? What are, what is cloud computing? Um, you know, people didn't really get that. And then when you explain it, they'd start thinking about the documents that you would store up there and, and privacy. What if, what if somebody hacks in? Um, I think it's obvious at this point that the convenience um, and uh, accessibility of cloud storage has made it uh, – we, we're, we've gone so far now that I don't think we're going to go back. Um, but it's obviously – I just think it's interesting to note that at this point – we are, you know, there are things that we look at, you know, whether this this particular company is more uh, likely to have good security and privacy than the other company. But, um, yeah, that's it's the security of, of these uh, cloud storage uh, services has become uh, sort of a, a given. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, if they're going to offer this, they better be offering security because I'm going to use the service and – you know, that's something I look for before I do that. So yeah. that that doesn't even seem – that seems like a given now when before people were going, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Yeah, and we can talk a little bit about Google's approach to to privacy and security. In yeah. fact, we, we will have to because there is a controversy that we, we will have to address. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's get into the basics of Google Drive. Mm-hmm. So it is built directly into Google Docs now. So Google Docs, the, if you were to open up a Google Docs account, so which is just your regular Google account, that's what it's attached to. So if you have a Google account, Congratulations. You have a Google Docs account. Yep. You can go to Google Docs and create a document, whether that's a Word document, Word being Word processing document, not right. Word as in Microsoft Word, but a Word processing document, presentation, spreadsheet, you know, all the basic types of Office documents Google has the the those as features. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to create one and save it, it would save it into your Google Drive account and you would automatically get the the base free tier which for uh, Google Drive is five gigabytes of free storage. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is that that doesn't count any of the documents in your Google Docs. So, oh, it doesn't? No. I didn't know that. That's yes. interesting. That's good to know. Uh, the uh, Now, what you can also do is you can download a client onto your desktop that mm-hmm. allows you to drag and drop files from your computer into your Google Drive so that you can easily port over if you've got – say, uh, a photo album on your computer and you like the photo album and you want to keep it, but you don't really want it taking up space on your local hard drive, you could copy it or not copy it, but move it over to your Google Drive and it would store there. It would have you could have a folder within your Google Drive where you could access that and you could access it with any web connected device mm-hmm. that um, at least any web connected device, either through the the web system or depending on the device, you might have a dedicated app that would let you access it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Google Drive, you can do that on PCs and Macs, uh, and you can do it on Android phones. And they're working on – at the recording of this podcast, they're re- working on an iOS app mm-hmm. so that you would be able to access it easily through your uh, iPhone or iPod Touch mm-hmm. or iPad. Right. Um, and they also, uh, from what I understand, uh, I did see an article on a uh, Linux website the other day that was quite upset that there was not compatibility built in for Linux, as in as in a an, a dedicated application. From what I understand, they're working they're on working that as on well that too. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, if you're using Linux now and and you've probably already 
tried to uh, use your your drive with it if you're you know a Google customer. Um, you can of course use the web version, right? Um, but but uh, they're working on a dedicated app, from what I understand. Yeah, that's that that, that's the nice Just thing. Thought is I that, would mention that. Yeah, even if your your device doesn't have a dedicated app, you can still access Google Drive through the web portion. Like you open mm-hmm. up a browser and you can go to Google Drive that way. It's not quite as convenient. It's not as user friendly. Uh, and, and so, I mean, that's why everyone wants the app because then, you know, you, you bypass that step of having to go through the web. It's just mm-hmm. like having an app on your phone that access a web-based email client so that you don't actually have to open up a browser and, and navigate to the email. You just open up the app and there you are. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing. Well, there are some other interesting aspects that are unique to, to the Google Cloud Drive uh, because there's, you know, like we said, there are a lot of different companies out there that offer comparable services, but they don't all have the same feature set. One of the things that sets Google apart is, no surprise, search. Hmm. So let's say that you have a lot of files in your Google Drive. Let's say, let's say that you are one of the people who uh, you, you're, you've got to upgrade your account because you've got a lot of data and you've got lots of different kinds of files. You've got picture files, videos, text, documents, all that kind of stuff. And scanned documents. So maybe PDFs or, or other forms of scanned documents. You have it all in your Google Drive. And then one day you need a specific file. And for the life of you, you can't remember what folder you saved it in. And you've got so many folders in this drive, it's going to take you forever to find it. Mm-hmm. This is something that does not happen on an infrequent basis at Shea Strickland. Um, <laughs> because I am very, very good at filing things away safely. So safely. I will never find them again. Right. So Google Search is built into Google Drive, and they have gone so far as to start b- developing uh, recognition software so that let's say that you've scanned in a lot of documents. Maybe you've got some old documents that are uh, important to you. Perhaps they're old family journals, mm-hmm. and you've scanned the pictures and you put them into your Google Drive. And you think, there's this great document that my grandfather wrote that is pertinent to this blog post I'm posting. It would be awesome if I, if I uh, posted a picture of that page. Mm-hmm. But gosh, I can't remember where I saved it. Well, the image recognition software, it actually can scan, uh, the scan documents and look for text. So if you type in an, um, a string, like you know that you're, you're, grandfather wrote about I'll give a real life example let's say my grandfather wrote about a massive tornado that completely devastated Gainesville Georgia mm-hmm. uh, which is true really did happen my grandfather was in a uh, working in a mill at the time and it ripped the roof off the mill my grandfather was very lucky to get out um, so let's say that he wrote this great article about it and I, I had scanned it in I could type in Gainesville tornado in my Google uh Search for for the Google Drive, and it's going to actually look and scan the the physical documents, the ones that are are just image files, really, mm-hmm. and return those as well, which is kind of cool. It's not just scanning the text in your documents; it's scanning the images. It, they're also working on adding in the image recognition software that you can find in in products like Google Goggles. Mm-hmm. So with Google Goggles, you can hold up a smartphone with a camera to a particular kind of uh, uh, object, sometimes like a landmark or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Google Goggles will use recognition software to try and identify what that is. Same sort of thing. Let's say that you've taken a bunch of pictures of the Washington Monument 
and then you think, oh, there's this great picture of the Washington Monument I want to use, and I don't remember where I put it. You could search Washington Monument, and that image recognition software will include any images that Google identifies as the Washington Monument uh, and pulls it back, even if you didn't title the picture that. So the, the picture could be titled something different. It could just have the date or some random string of letters and numbers. Uh, but because that image recognition software is part of Google search, it can pull that up as well, which is a really powerful tool. Now, Google does stress that both the image recognition software and the, the scanning of, of uh, scanned files software, both of that, those uh, technologies are in their early phases and may not work flawlessly. So, uh, you know, mileage may vary, essentially, is what comes out of that. But that, that is a differentiator, is that you've got this amazing search tool. Mm-hmm. It turns out Google knows a thing or two about search. They've picked up a couple of tricks. That, that's really cool. They, yeah. they needed to work on that. Yeah, no, they've, they've got some good, uh, some good work there. And then they're also working, there's, there's all the collaborative features that you would get with Google Docs. Mm-hmm. So that's included with Google Drive. Uh, so assuming that people, uh, you know, you, that you give access to certain files to people, they should be able to uh, make edits and everything. They're working on including some other uh, features as well. They've actually opened up the platform and they've created an API for, for companies to add in their own features, so yeah. extensions and things. So you an might be able An application programming interface? Yes. So you might be able eventually to do things like send a fax from your Google Drive to a fax machine <laughs> or uh, to actually ha- edit videos within your Google Drive itself. Yep. So you're not just letting people view a video, but perhaps even edit videos within the drive uh, using this uh, third-party application. Uh, but they're th- the – the possibilities are nearly endless. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, they uh, they have already made partnerships with uh, some of these companies that that Jonathan is alluding to mm-hmm. um, for the launch of uh, Google Drive, and and you can go, you can actually find it pretty easily when you go into your Google account that they have these uh, these applications that are ready to take advantage of this. Um, and as a matter of fact, um, there is a uh, some of them have. Um, special deals. Now that that's kind of important to note. Uh, just just quickly that uh, these third party companies are probably still going to charge you for their services. Um, so you know it's not necessarily free, but right. it does work very very easily, and it is uh, you know synchronized with Google Drive, so it makes it very easy to do uh, one from the other. Right. Now your mileage may vary again. Again, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the tiers that uh, that Google offers. I'm so sorry. No more tiers. That's my Ozzy Osbourne reference for the day. Um, actually, it's probably not. I'm sure I'll get a crazy train in there somewhere. Oh man. Or maybe War Pigs. <laughs> or maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure how you're going to get that one. Maybe in there. Iron Man. Uh, I mean, look, I can force a reference if I have to. It wouldn't right? be the first time. Uh, anyway, so the the tiers that Google offers. Mm-hmm. So you've got five gigabytes of free storage. Actually, let's back that up. Okay. Google Beep. makes its money. Beep. Well, just a little bit. Beep. Yeah. Google makes its money from advertising. Yes, that, that's true. Google is an advertising company when you get down to it. Uh, or at least they hold, they run advertising. Right, right. So let's let, let's kind of take one step back and look at Google services. Okay, Google Docs. Yes. The, the, the previous Google Docs. Free. Uh, yes. Gmail, that's free. Yep. Uh, search is free to the yep. user. Um, Android is free for people to uh, to install on cell phones. Yep. Um, all this stuff is 
offered more or less free to the consumer. Yep. This is one of the big changes because Google's competitors in this space, people like uh, that Jonathan mentioned before, Dropbox, uh, Box, formerly Box.net, uh, SugarSync, SkyDrive, SkyDrive, which is Microsoft's yep. um, application for this. These guys all offer tiers. There's a an initial free a smaller space, and then there are, are tiered pricing. So you get, uh, you know, small for free. You get medium for a few dollars a month. You get large for a few more dollars a month, et cetera, et cetera. So this is new. Google hasn't done this with other products, really. I can't yeah. think of one. Uh, yeah. Where it offers tiered pricing like this. Yeah. Nothing's popping to mind immediately. I mean, you could make some arguments about Google Voice, but that's a little different. That's a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. It is it is something like new the, to make a call on Google Voice normally, like over the phone. In general, it's free. Now, granted, what Google could have done is they could have offered the five gigabytes free storage, and that would have been it. True. But see, uh, for Google to offer huge amounts of storage for free would be. Well, pretty soon Google that would be eating into Google's revenue. So yes. it's understandable why they did what they did. Um, and and really, when we get into the comparisons, you'll see it's fairly comparable to the other services. Yeah. Some offer less space for free. Some offer more. But um, Dropbox, for example, is I would say the uh, <laughs> for what it's worth the eight hundred pound gorilla. And yet, uh, it offers two gigabytes. And starts at two gigabytes. Although if you, you can, refer friends, yes, if you you'll refer get a friends, bit more. you get five hundred megabytes per referral. And uh, up to 16 gigabytes extra storage. So you could have up to 18 gigabytes for free if you referred that many friends to Dropbox. Be my friend. Um, yeah. So uh, – but but getting back to it, the 5 gigabytes is free for any user. Right. So if you have a Google account, you have 5 gigs free storage online right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not enough – then for about $2, and, th- and this is all at launch, mm-hmm. I should say, because if you're listening to this podcast in March. 2017, uh, it, I'm sure <laughs> the prices may be different. But it, uh, for twenty for $2.49 a month, you can get 25 gigabytes of storage. Mm-hmm. For $4.99 a month, you get 100 gigabytes of storage. And if you're really, really data hungry for a cool $49.99 a month, $49.99, you can get a terabyte of storage mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, for people who need way more space, let's say that you're, that you do a lot of video editing, that you do a lot of, uh, a collaboration with other people with videos and you want to have that ability for people to all look at it without it going live in any other way, um, this would be pretty useful. And, uh, uh, Again, it's it's kind of comparable to what other companies offer. Uh, some of them don't have um, uh, as high a amount of storage. That actually, none of them offer as much storage as Google Drive does at its highest tier. The highest tier that Google Drive offers is 16 terabytes of storage, this- which is uh, for 799 dollars and 99 cents a month. Yeah. Um- well, I would say that some of them I've seen uh, essentially say, "Hey, if you need, if you really need more storage than this, give us a call, yeah, and we'll work something out." Right. Um, but yeah, and and there there are a few things. Um, one, you know, this isn't completely new because Google Docs has allowed you to upload files like uh, Word, Microsoft Word documents, yeah, uh, for a little while now. But this is this is basically the formal. Uh, 
the formal announcement that, hey, we are going to offer you a certain amount of storage and this is how much it costs. Yep. So it's really a delineation of all of that. Right. Um, yeah, the, the maximum file size that you can upload to a Google Drive, as uh, assuming that you have that much space, is right. 10 gigabytes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, which is one of the larger – actually, I think that's the largest file size among the, the consumer cloud storage. There's enterprise cloud storage too. Amazon offers – uh, enterprise level cloud storage, and that's yes. a different animal. Well, in a way it is, and in a way it isn't, because some of the other cloud services are using Amazon as their right. storage. So, in some cases, you are using Amazon cloud storage. Yes. You're just using it through another company. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's we a can, genius business model right there. We can do some comparisons with the others, uh, but first, before we did the comparisons, I wanted to talk a little bit about some controversy that popped up. Yeah. So there are these things, these terms of service. Agreements that mm-hmm. uh, you know standard across the web, and sometimes people read them, and when they do read them, sometimes they say, "Hey, that doesn't sound quite right." Um, so one of the problems that came up, or not even a problem, one of the one of the questions that popped up, all had to do with part of the Google Drive terms of service, which said that anyone who would upload or submit content to Google Drive would grant Google. And I quote, a worldwide license to use, host, store, reproduce, modify, create derivative works, such as those resulting from translations, adaptations, or other changes we make so that your content works better with our services, communicate, publish, publicly perform, publicly display, and distribute such content, end quote. Which gave some people the the fear that perhaps what Google was saying is, if you upload your content to our service, we can do whatever we want to it. Now, in truth, that's not what Google meant. No, and this is common. I, I actually found an article on CNET where they had taken the terms of service from basically everybody, the major players in the cloud storage business. And there are clauses similar to that in many of them. And what they're basically saying is um, you're giving us – okay, you put the you put the file on the server. Yeah. What they're saying is you're going to allow us to make a thumbnail. A derivative work. Right. Uh, you'll, you'll let us capture the first page and make it small so you can see what it looks like. Yeah. They, they have, you have to give them some of these rights to allow you to access it from other computers. Right. Uh, to share it with other, uh, collaborators with Exactly. You. And, and that's what I think they were trying to accomplish. But the way it was worded freaked people right out. Right. Now, and when you think about it a little bit, you realize, Oz, without this permission, Google Drive would not work. Yeah, because right. you'd put it up there and you couldn't get it back. Yeah, because Google, see would, it on other Google wouldn't have the permission to yeah. display it in a way that would be useful to you. Yeah. So, for example, let's go with the collaboration thing. Here's sure. here's an example, and I think it was CNET that wrote this example. Um, I, I want to say it was. Uh, it was Google, I think, who, that actually said, "Here's here's what the uh, uh, here's a use case scenario that will explain it." But I think it was CNET that reported it. Mm-hmm. I said, "All right, so imagine." That you are collaborating with a screenwriter in China, mm-hmm. and the screenwriter is writing in Chinese characters, and you don't read Chinese. Mm-hmm. So when you open up the file, Google Translate translates the document from Chinese into English so that you can read it, and it's in a format that it, that makes sense to you. Well, those that's ch- changing that work. It's adapting it in the form of translating it. Right. And so this permission gives Google the rights to do that so that that document is actually useful to you. It's not – Google says they're not planning on doing anything like taking your work that you have uploaded 
changing it around and then selling it somewhere. That's right. that's not the purpose of this language. The purpose is just so that the the features within Google Drive are legal mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have permitted Google to do it. Yeah. yeah, or or using it in ads. Now, I've seen some people say that they have seen their stuff being used in ads that are being shown to them. Um but that they, whether it goes beyond those people, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not certain exactly how accurate that is. Right, um, because you know they do collect quite a bit of information on you, and they really probably wouldn't need to look at your documents to be able to uh, target advertising to you and your interests. Yeah, I mean it's also it's also important that you know th- these permissions also allow Google to do things like scan all your documents so that if you need to search them. They can return results on those searches. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, again, uh, you wouldn't be able to search anything. You would just have to go through all that huge pile of files and find what you needed. Again, it's useful. It's a useful feature. But in order to do that, you have to grant them those those uh, those rights. Permissions. Yeah, because if you don't, then uh, then legally Google would be uh, unable to provide that, mm-hmm. at least not without breaking the law. Right. And of course, this is all happening this week. It, it launched this week. Uh, I think in the last day or so, the tempers have cooled, but people are still saying, well, okay, fine. But the way it's written is very broad and it could be allowed, uh, it could allow opening the door to doing these things. So they're saying that Google was a little, reckless is probably a strong word, but they, they were a little, uh, um, vague, vague in their yeah. terms, and uh, and it does grant them those permissions where they they could theoretically do that. But again, yeah. these terms are very similar to the ones used by just about everybody else out there. In fact, I remember an almost identical story from a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what the company was. Like, I, it might have even been Google again, mm-hmm. but I remember distinctly that there was a discussion about this sort of thing and how people were worried that they were handing their rights over to another company when in truth what was going on was just like this it was it was the permissions were there so that the service could display the work mm-hmm. in the way it needed to be displayed for it to be useful and uh and so ultimately it just boiled down to no we're not selling your stuff we just need this permission or else there's no service yeah. we we literally cannot do what we need to do for this to be useful so um yeah no need to panic uh, although it's always good to question just yeah. in case i mean you know google does still have that that motto of don't be evil but you never know well- of course, evil's kind of an interesting thing. That itself is not entirely uh, like one one man's definition of evil may be different from another's. And I've heard it clarified um, prime, that that was really intended to mean don't manipulate search results to facilitate advertising, and it was specifically geared toward that. So. You know, keep yeah. your eyes. It's always good to keep your eyes open. Yeah, no, it's it's always important to question these oh, things. Oh, that's not what we meant. So let's go on mm-hmm. to talking a little bit about how Google Drive stacks up against other cloud storage services. So okay. with the free storage, with five gigabytes free storage, that puts it on the same playing ground as services like Box and SugarSync. Both yes. of those offer five gigs as well. Mm-hmm. Dropbox is a little less. It's two gigabytes. But again, if you start referring other people and they join the service, you get 500 megabytes per 
referral up to a maximum of 16 gigs. So you could, in theory, have way more storage for free on Dropbox than you would on these other services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft SkyDrive is at 7 gigabytes, but people who had SkyDrive uh, accounts previous to uh, Google Drive's launch can have up to um, uh, 25 gigabytes for free. Yes, but that offer is being made for a limited time. Yes. So if you had that and you want to keep that, you might want to go quickly over there to... In fact, by the time this podcast publishes, it may possible. very well be late, too late. It very well um, be. So in that case, we're sorry. Uh, anyway, the uh, the minimum upgrade, so the, the smallest step that you can make from free to a paid service is, uh, is a little different depending on the... Um, the service. So for Google Drive, it's two dollars and forty nine cents per month for twenty five gigs of storage. Mm-hmm. For uh, for Dropbox, you get the the lowest step is fifty gigabytes of storage for nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. So if you're breaking it down per gig, then Google Drive is cheaper, although you get less storage. Uh, Box is twenty five gigabytes, so same amount as Google Drive, same amount of storage, but for nine dollars ninety nine cents a month, so it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, SugarSync is thirty gigabytes of storage for four dollars ninety nine cents a month, so uh, it's uh, you get you get five gigabytes more storage, but it's um, it's essentially twice the price of Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, uh, SkyDrive is twenty gigabytes for ten dollars a year, which is actually uh, it's a little less storage than Google Drive, but uh, Google Drive at two forty nine a month. You multiply that by twelve months, then you're like, oh well, Microsoft SkyDrive in a way is a little cheaper. Um, so that's how those stack up. And also the maximum file size limit, Google Drive blows the others out of the water, mm-hmm. except for SugarSync, which does not technically have a file size limit. Um, but the uh, but Box is limit is a uh, hundred megabytes, so that's that's not too big. Uh, Dropbox and SkyDrive both have a limit of two gigabytes for a file size. Uh, the uh, SugarSync, Dropbox, SkyDrive, and Google Drive are all compatible both with Windows and Mac. Box is a business uh, enterprise uh, um, service, so primarily, yeah. I mean, you can you can get one if you want one. Yeah, uh, uh, all of them have iPhone apps except for Google Drive. Right now, but Google Drive's working on it. Uh, the only one that doesn't have an Android app out of the, out of the ones I've listed is SkyDrive, Microsoft SkyDrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else has an Android app already out on the market. Uh, Windows Phone, well, here's a shock. Microsoft SkyDrive has a Windows Phone app, but uh, Google Drive doesn't. Dropbox doesn't. Box doesn't. Mm-hmm. SugarSync's is supposedly coming out so maybe yeah. by the time this podcast goes live sugar sync will have theirs um, they all are they all have web access so you can access the the service over the web so even if your device does not have an application that is native to that device you can still get there over the web mm-hmm. assuming you have a browser uh, and all of them allow for public file sharing so that you can actually let other folks see what's in your drive or see specific files that you have you know, enabled public sharing. Uh, you can also do private file sharing with all of them so that if you want to have just a group of collaborators, let's say you're all working on a project together and you want to be able to look at everyone else's um, information on a particular file, you can do that. And then the public itself would be shielded. They would not be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And most of them offer some sort of collaborative document editing, although you might have to use proprietary uh, apps in order to do it. Uh, Dropbox does not. It's more of a storage feature than collaboration. SugarSync also doesn't. But SkyDrive, Box, and Google Drive all do. Um, and then there are a couple of other uh, uh, it, features, like the third-party apps um, integration. That's that's pretty much standard across the board. Uh, SkyDrive is specifically going to be uh, for Windows 8 apps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but others are, you know, pretty much unfettered. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it boils down to the other major um, cloud services that are out there. And there's there's more than that. I mean, yes. that's just that's just a um, a handful of them. Oh yeah, I've I've got uh, uh, different uh, applications for several of them, including uh, uh, Ubuntu One, which is offered by Canonical mm-hmm. primarily for Linux users, and uh, you know there there are others out there that are trying. Um, and people have questioned whether or not these services are going to continue into the future. Um, I think Google Drive may end up being a model for what's going to be happening. Uh, Google Drive and SkyDrive basically are you know sort of uh, hybrids of online collaboration software and storage. Um, so the pure storage players like Dropbox and SugarSync may have a, a difficult time competing with them in the future, especially since they're owned by, uh, you know, SkyDrive and, and uh, Google Driver are, you know, big players, and they've got a whole lot of money to throw at these these um, different applications. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, creating larger and larger uh, file storage for free, offering those services for free. Um, you know, it, it may not be very long at all before Google and Microsoft are offering, you know, 10 gigabytes um, or, uh, you know, or more than that. And, of course, you know, Apple is doing something very similar with the uh, the um, iWork suite, too. So um, it, it's very possible that the big players in the industry may run off with it and, and the pure storage guys sort of fall by the wayside, I would say. Yeah. That is a very, very real possibility, but probably not for another year or two at least. Um, just as people decide what what it is they want to do yeah, with these systems, if they end up using just storage, you know, hey, I'd rather create a, a document on my desktop and then share it with my collaborators on the on the drive, yeah, rather than you know us working on a document in the cloud in my web browser. I I think um I think the real problem for the consumer in the short term is going to be uh, figuring out where the heck your data is if you're using multiple. Um, multiple services. I do have that problem. Yeah, because if you, I, I have Dropbox and I have Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, I, those are the only two that I'm using, right? Oh, I've got like six or seven. Yeah, I, I, I resisted that temptation because I knew what would happen. But it's free. The, the problem you have, the problem you have within one drive is multiplied when you have multiple drives. So that's like, that's like you come home and you don't know what, which computer has the file that you need on it. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've got four computers in your house for some reason. Uh, like you live in my house, for example. Yeah. Actually, I think I've got more than four. I was going to say. But anyway, I think I've got five. Anyway, let's say that you've got five computers at your house then. Let's say I've got five computers at my house. <laughs> and that I have a file saved on one of those computers. Then comes the fun part of, Going to each computer and figuring out where it is. Same problem if you're using multiple cloud storage services. You're going to have to go and do a search through each one. The, the benefit to it is that you can at least do that search from one machine mm-hmm. as long as that one machine can access each of the services you're using. And if they all have web-based uh, access and you've got a web browser, then you've got that problem solved even if it's not the most elegant solution. 
but still means that you have to check each one of the drives and figure out where you have it. And then you might even fall into that same trap you had before where you might have duplicate files. You might have one instance on one drive and another instance on another drive. So, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a problem too is that if you use a lot of these services, then you still have to have some sort of, uh, Discipline when it comes to data management. Maybe mm-hmm. you only use one for one particular type of file and you use another for a different one. And that way, at least you reduce that confusion. Yeah. Uh, me, what I think I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to pick one and I haven't decided which yet. Although, let's be honest, Google Drive is probably the, the lead simply because I have a lot of products that run on Android. So, you know, I'm kind of locked into that in, uh, ecosystem already, but I, have, I haven't completely decided yet. So let's say, you know, whichever one I decide on, I'm going to eventually move all my things, all of the things. I'm going to move all of the things into that folder, and then I'm just going to get rid of the others. So that way I don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Is there anything else you want to say about this before we wrap up? No, I think we should close it up. Let's do that then. Let's close this crazy thing. Let's drive it home. Ladies and gentlemen, if uh, you have any suggestions for any podcast topics we should cover in the future, I invite you, nay, I compel you to contact us with those suggestions. You may do so either over email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com or hither thee to the... uh, the Facebook or Twitter thing and use that to let us know. Our handle at both of those is techstuffhsw. You, uh, you've you been working at the Renaissance Festival. Again. Huzzah. Let us conclude this day's event and merrily we shall go and take a break. And verily, Chris and I shall speak with thee again anon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?